0: another episode of the retail adventures podcast with kaiser bender and baum joining us as always are george m bender and rich kaiser hey
1: everybody, hey everybody how you doing good
0: and i'm jason baum who cares we, right
1: we, we care <laughs> Kaiser, what are, what are you at the, at the pool Jason's been at the pool.
0: I've been at the pool. Yeah, Rich is somewhere. I just hear wind chimes. He's like in a wind chime garden or something.
2: Wait, oh, man. You, you know what I learned yesterday about wind chimes? That you use wind chimes to summon the dead. What? Yeah, Google it. Really?
1: Well, you know what? They are, you know what? I got you know it in what? The They—they've <laughs> al- always—they've always said that my knowledge of business will raise the dead to learn more before they go.
0: So, if anyone wants to visit Rich in his dead-raising backyard, <laughs> visit him at uh, what's your address? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so six, wind six, chimes six, to uh, raise the dead and dream catchers to make them go away. No, I know it. Right?
2: Ew, not raise the dead, attract them. Those so attract wind the
1: chimes. Them. No, no, no. Those wind chimes are my my alarm for the weather's getting bad. It's True. <laughs> or there are dead people nearby. You'd like the
0: two watch the weather channel or <laughs> open an app but <laughs>
2: okay by the okay. time
0: it's bad or isn't it too late if the wind chimes are going
2: I yeah but it's always right i, t- t- I want <laughs> int- to introduce our guests before we go oh, yeah. down. all right sorry we're, we're just going down, down the road <laughs> so with us today is emily washkovic did i say it right emily because i always screw it up well you know have- you you're <laughs> like 85 <85% laughs> percent not good <laughs> We met Emily a number, a number of years ago when she was a fixture and a popular speaker at the Independent Retailer Conference that was held twice a year at ASD Market Week in fabulous Las Vegas, where Rich and I were the MCs, and I frequently screwed up her, her last name. So Emily works for Yelp. She's Yelp's Chicago-based senior field marketing manager and small business expert. She's responsible for building a thriving network of local business owners, operators and marketers through education and networking events. This is where you always blush, Emily, go for it. Um, Emily hosts a series of online and offline events to provide business owners with resources needed to help them succeed and grow in the world of online reviews. She's also the local Yelp for Business Owners guru in Chicago, which I love because we're in Chicago, providing Um, actionable feedback from the business owner community to different business owner-focused divisions of Yelp. Prior to joining Yelp, she oversaw the guest experience and large-scale event execution for Marriott. That's a big deal. And in her spare time, her spare time, she works as a mental health advocate, frequently authoring pieces and presents about work-life balance, relationships, and the importance of mental health for all. And I have learned a whole bunch from your Instagram. We have a lot to talk about, but first, uh, Jason, I think we need to talk about what's happening in the world of COVID and retail.
0: Gosh, so much is going on just in general. uh, Oh, I'm getting some feedback there. Uh, Just a lot going on right now, right? Um, I think there's a lot of mixed messages at the moment with what's going on. Uh, Schools are opening in a lot of areas. Some then are immediately closing. Others are still waiting to open um pizza hut is closing like 300 of their locations
2: no but
0: yeah that's that's like new um, that's our that's
2: our on the road go-to ugh,
0: sorry I'm, I'm from the new york area well, so you were so are you you're from the new york area How could you but
2: go i'm allergic i'm allergic to olive oil so i you know I'm, oh, all right. I'm
0: gonna be
2: able to talk the next day
0: every now and then when i don't want pizza i get pizza hut shut up i like it <laughs> Uh, But meanwhile, Amazon is like adding 3,500 office jobs. So there's like this mixed thing going on where there's job creation, um, but then there's a lot of job loss still. I'm still unemployed if anyone's looking for anyone. Um, And then there's just uncertainty with with what's happening with the coronavirus just in general on a health standpoint. You know, we're at the lowest number since June, which is great. It kind of went back down um here in the new york metropolitan area it's things are starting to get back to normal in quotes sort of
2: well you have half um, have the city vacant
0: though well the yeah the city is
2: that's a big dead. problem
0: yeah the city is vacant absolutely and honestly a lot Bad. of people are moving out of the city and they're moving to like jersey they're moving away from the city to the burbs and uh I don't know. I like it here in the burbs. So I understand it. I worked and worked in the city and lived in the burbs, but now more people are understanding, Hey, wait, I don't have to pay $4,000 in Brooklyn and I can't even leave my apartment. I can go to New Jersey and I can actually like walk around the block and not go crazy. So I think priorities are shifting and things are changing and it's just interesting what's happening. And I don't know how that's going to impact retail. Um, I think that the road to recovery is going to be maybe a little bit longer than we all kind of, anticipated at first
2: well we're seeing something similar the three of us live in chicago or the chicago suburbs and we're seeing bad things happening in our city um, retail wise stores open up and then they get trashed again and they close down again and then they have to figure out whether or not they can open up again and we're scared we're scared here in this in the chicago that those big chain stores and those designer stores will up and leave because that's tax money they pay for so much those stores that if they were gone it'd be a big problem you live in the city
3: emily right i actually live in milwaukee now you Um, do yeah and i made that decision when i moved back to the midwest because i can get down to chicago in an hour on the amtrak after living in San Francisco for four years, I just really didn't want my rent to be such a slave to my life anymore. So, I mean, I, I just have such a different quality of life here, but I will say I miss my two to three days a week where I I would be up at five and down in Chicago and I would have very full days. You know, I kind of lived this split life where I was doing all my in-persons half the time and then doing a lot of content and, Catching up on emails and these sorts of uh, yeah. things when I was at home, but now I'm always at home. So,
2: I worked at a I worked in downtown Milwaukee for years at T A Chapman, which was on the corner of Wisconsin and Water Street. It was this yeah. gorgeous hundred and some year old department
3: store that they tore down for a high rise. Really sad. Yeah. And, you know, Milwaukee has changed quite a bit from when I grew up here, like the the small businesses, but especially retail spaces that have popped up on the east side in the third ward, kind of where you're talking about, as well as now there's this whole Walker's Point area. And it's kind of even Mm -hmm. spreading to the south side where we're seeing a lot of people who are from here trying to create these areas of retail and restaurants where maybe it used to be like old factories that are abandoned so it's been really cool to see it expand and like you said i mean i'm down in chicago quite a bit so we can speak a lot to what's been going on there i stay very tapped into you know everything that's been going on with the loop association and they're just really trying to get on top of things it's it's hard it's challenging You know, I think the interesting thing is right now we're seeing so many businesses evolve in ways that they will maintain even when they open their doors. But the thing that I wanted to mention that's very interesting we've seen at Yelp is search trend behavior has been returning when cities open back up so we are seeing those consumers interested in knowing who's open or if they're not physically open who's doing curbside pickup who has an online store and is still available for local delivery Um, those searches are happening and those consumers are looking for businesses to support and to spend money with so there is hope i think and you know, we're a publicly owned and traded company. So we report to the street and we recently in our last quarterly conversation, were are open about the fact that we've brought back all of our furloughed employees and we are, you know, moving oh, forward good. to continue to hire because we've seen good. The, the economies are, are definitely going in that direction. Um, but there's evolution, right? We're never going to go right. back to where we were before. So what do you, see? now will be better. What do you what do you,
2: what are you seeing nationwide so through your through your Yelp channel so nationwide are you seeing all parts of the country coming back
3: are or- you know it's been interesting I think we saw a huge wave it there's like these heat maps right of cities that would open up and you'd see activity and then they would shut down right so you have the big ones where they were during holiday weekends like Memorial Day you would see a lot of activity but now we're kind of in that phase where not only are things opening back up but really what's happening is we are evolving how we're interacting with businesses so maybe one example as a retail store let's say you are like a gift and plant store and you're not open yet but you've now trained those loyal customer customers of yours to go to your online store, right? And then process that connection, however you do that, whether that's curbside pickup, delivery, et cetera. I think there's a variety of ways to close that loop, but I think the activity is happening and starting to go to that same volume. It's just maybe spread a little differently between platforms. So those businesses Mm -hmm. that are mobile friendly or those businesses that have an easy to interact with website are certainly going to see some of that transaction um, activity pick up, or at least be more steady. The easier it is for the customer to figure out how to make the transaction, the more likely it'll be to happen.
1: Interesting that uh, you've used the word evolution about four or five times. And I think that's you're spot on. You know, what? And there's another thing about evolution that I think is going to happen in the larger cities, as well as in smaller cities, but primarily in larger cities, is that there are a lot of entrepreneurs that had a great business. And those entrepreneurs have lost a lot of money, a lot of their equity. And in fact, so much so that, that probably looking at landlords and saying, can't pay you rent, and I don't even have enough money to keep my store open, or my restaurant open, we're closing. And so they close down. But here's the evolution. There's gonna be a lot of players in the marketplace that are thick wallets. And they're going to walk to those landlords and they're gonna say, this is what I will pay you. And this is what I will pay that guy for his store, which will be a, 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 a low ball deal, but they'll be opening up new markets. And uh, you know, on the backs of the people that literally lost them, I feel sorry for those people, really do. But at the same time, the good news in this evolutionary view is the fact that new people will, will, will blossom where there was just nothing but ruin. And, and that, I think, is going to help a lot of people. So I, I would say, you know, I, I joked about it with some friends of mine. I said, my goodness, if I had a silent group that had serious money, we could really do some stuff. And, and the reason I base it on that, then I'll shut up. The reason I'm based on that is because if you open up a restaurant, it takes you three years to get the restaurant accepted and loved. That's hard years because you're not getting enough business, but you're building the business. Then all of a sudden, after three years, it gets really tough or whatever happens. The restaurant closes for whatever reason happens. They're really cheap to buy into. All the equipment's there. All, everything's there. I walk in and say, I've got, I can solve your problems. So I think evolutionary is that you know, we talk about the disaster downtown Chicago. I don't think they'll leave. I think that maybe we'll get different stores. But I think those stores will be all opening. Well they're opening now too. I mean, but but I'm talking about the ones that can't afford to go back into their location and do it anymore. I don't the think Indies. those stores are just dis- gonna disappear. So and one
2: maybe that- will go out and another one will come in?
1: Kinda, you know, it won't be that fast, but kinda that Way I would say, if, yeah. if we could go to sleep and wake up in three years, we'd say, Oh, baby, look at this. Uh, yeah, I think it'll yeah. happen. And, Rich,
3: you know, I think the one hopeful thing in this era versus the 2008 recession is I think we do have the ability for a lot of these business owners to close, to wrap the bow up on what they had and to reinvent a little bit faster than they maybe could have previously, because you're absolutely right. Locations are going to open up at lower prices, right? So if you can almost like close the box on your business and reinvent what a new business plan looks like taking those learnings from however many of years you had in business and also what we've learned in this 2020 pandemic and maybe making something new but you know in some way honoring that old business i think there's going to be more ability for that because to your point of those locations that are going to need uh someone to lease them in the coming yeah. years
1: I I think it's an absolute, absolute accurate assessment of what will happen only because the dollars will be much more reasonable for their impact on what they can buy. And, you know, I mean, I would like to, this is not true, but I would like to buy a bar. But, you know, a bar has got to have restaurant equipment, all the stainless steel, and it's got to have, you know, all the stuff you got to do. I'm not going to want to spend all that money to put it in there.
0: That's actually a dream of mine.
1: It's there though. Now it's there. Everything's there. All I got to do is clean the place up. Good time to do it, Jason.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, there's a bar sitting. uh, It's funny you mention that because there's a bar around the corner from my house on our main on our main street, um, our boulevard, and uh, it's been sitting vacant for the past few months. And I actually spoke to the owner because uh, he also he owns a bunch of um, companies, local businesses. And uh, now he's doing like moving. He's like on to the next thing. He's always, you know, entrepreneurs are always thinking of what's next. And he owns several restaurants. He said this one just didn't work out. And the timing, like he opened it, I think it was in like October of 2019, November. I mean, that was horrible, horrible timing, unfortunately. And uh, they just couldn't sustain. And there's a lot of businesses like that that came, um, that opened right around the pandemic and just couldn't sustain they were just gone and now i think the problem is a lot of these businesses are coming back which is great news but then now we're heading into like the flu season and everyone's worried about a second wave and july after a great may and a good june for retail july like absolutely killed the momentum um, and I think brought back a lot of those fears. And this is what happens in a, in a pandemic, right? It goes we're up scared. and it goes down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this this is the waves, right, that we're, ri- that we're riding. And I don't know how much retailers that are already bootstrapped and have, you know, tight budgets and things like that. How are they supposed to ride this wave? Because it's hard for me and I don't own a business. Uh-huh. How are they supposed to ride this wave? it's
2: hard i mean it's yeah it's really interesting in in our town where rich and i've had our office st charles illinois for the last 30 years we meet there once a week and our our down there's a downtown area it's really cute but then there's also um, one street that has all the new retail and there's restaurants on the street so what they've done is they've blocked off the street for like two blocks and they put picnic tables out there, and then they've taken a park that's off to the side, and that park now has been divided into four sections so that the four restaurants, you know, there have more space for people to go outside. And they've done that in other streets and in other parts of the city. But what I'm finding interesting is that um, we went into a grocery store the other day called Blue Goose Market. Now, Blue Goose is a fourth-generation family owned grocery store that last year toward the end of the year was not doing well and before COVID and the owner um, put in a wine bar and he went out he went out on on Facebook live and an email blast and talked about you have you know I've been here forever I've done everything I can for you you have to help me out And the city really rallied and you saw signs up on all the houses instead of I heart blue goose, it would say I, it was an apple, I apple blue goose. Anyway, that guy rallied his ass off. I mean, the guy, the guy, anything you could, he was up at two in the morning in markets and buying fruits and vegetables. And he always has hand sanitizers and toilet paper when nobody else did. He was out there pounding the pavement and he had it. And his customers rallied for him. But it was really interesting. When Rich and I were there last Thursday, what we saw, he sells ice cream from the local ice cream shop. He sells fresh hummus from Eden on the river, which is a wonderful restaurant in St. Charles. So what's happening is the retailers in the community are getting together and they're cross-merchandising. They're looking for ways to support one another instead of just, you know, hey, Jason, your store's on your own. And hey, Rich, good luck to you, buddy. Emily, I don't know, I'll see you when this is over. They're um, looking for new revenue streams by, by bonding together.
1: I love that.
3: More, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, we had a similar story that we featured. We started this series called Behind the Business where we were just talking to different businesses and different industries when COVID hit about like, what are you doing? And there was this food tour group in Seattle who always started in Pike Place Market. They would kind of hit up a few places there and then they would go see some cool, famous spots in the city, but it was like walking tours, you know? Right. When this happened, obviously, all their revenue is just like hemorrhaging in refunds to anyone who had a, anything planned for the the tourism season. And they decided to go to these vendors from Pike Place and say, Hey, we're gonna put together a Pike Place box. We'll deliver it to people all in the Seattle area. It'll have flowers that. from this vendor, cheese from yeah. this vendor, right? Yeah. So they do that. that. They are getting hundreds and hundreds of orders. Then they decide to do a box program that you can mail. So now you can ship it across the country. Depending on where it's going, they have different things available if it'll travel in the heat, et cetera. But they not only have been able to bring some of their tour guides back to work and pack these boxes, they've helped over 10 businesses that are in Pike Place be able to continue to produce. And some of them aren't even able to fulfill the boxes. So it's really about... Finding those people who are doing similar things to you and also uplifting those who have skill sets that can help you, right? Like, there's got to be a local business owner in your area that's really good at the internet stuff or the web stuff. Right. Is there a way for you to lean on them if that's not your skill set? For you to, you know, get an opportunity to come to their audience and provide right. something that might suit their needs, you know? You know what? And to do that, they have to let their guard down and not,
2: you know, it, we're, we're at the time right now in, in business life and, and careers that, you know, you never thought you would ask someone else for help. You know, so you get to a point in your business and your store and your consulting, whatever it is that you think, you know, I got this, I've got this far, I know what to do, but we're to the point now where if you're not asking other people for help and leaning on each other, and we're not openly sharing ideas. We're missing the boat.
3: And I think consumers and customers want to support people more when they know the story, right? Like right. the the business owners who are just getting on their Instagram live and, you know, saying this is a shit show are resonating with people. You know, there's right. this retail space here in, uh, Milwaukee waxwing it's called and they have a really cool spot on a prominent corner Oakland and North. Um, they have a lot of local but also like you know nationwide um, hand makers and you know jewelry yeah. Makers, yeah. makers, all that good stuff. She's been getting on Instagram live some days like so excited about what they're still selling and some days she's literally crying wax telling wing. them waxwing w a x w i n g. Okay. And some days literally like crying. I don't know what we're going to do. And this past Friday, she did a big announcement. They're not resigning their lease. And they're moving into this little um, studio space that she's had for years. They're going to just do their, their business differently. They're going to have a huge back of the house where they keep all the stock. They're going to have that great online store and they're going to have a little pickup area. You know, yeah. they don't want to be a retailer with customers coming in and out of the door. They want to do orders. So and it'll work. It'll work yeah. because she's had this COVID
2: pandemic time to train customers to do that, you know? I know, yeah. that.
0: I love that she's being real about it too. You know, I hate, yeah. there's nothing that drives me crazier than, than stores or businesses that are just like, pretending like nothing's wrong this is so
2: great like
0: uh, really because we've been living a nightmare and so but it's all great at i don't know i'm not gonna name a a business i usually just
2: vent to my husband poor guy (laughs) well and the the other thing is it's like like, i'm like sybil
3: (laughs) you know i think the biggest thing is it's like not only is it about just being real it's like she even said, I know a lot of you guys are going to have an opinion about this. Please understand this was hard for me. Like, I really don't want your comments about, like, right. you can't believe I didn't resign the lease. And I was like, good don't you, me. girl. Good yeah. for you, girl. Like, tell them, you know? you know? Like, you thought about this decision. You've been running the numbers. You've been up at night thinking right. about what you were going to do, you
1: know? Right. You know, interesting is that I was talking to a group of retailers here in Naperville nice where, this where I live. And, and I just said to this, so they said, so what do you think? What's your take on all this? I said, here's my take on all this. Now, you know what? This is brutal. But these are these days when we talk with businesses, it can't be soft. I can't, I can't stroke the back of your head and say it's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. Here's what I said. Customers are not coming to your stores. They're not going to come to your stores. So now your mission in life is write down how you can get the droves of people in the front door the way you want to see them come in in that way, and if you can't come up with that plan, get out of the business. Cross promote. That's it. Yeah, I, You know, you know, even the, you. You know, today we used to be able to cross promote stores, and it really worked because we found the perfect, you know, found the perfect touch points. But today, at least right now, you could cross promote with the Florence down the street, but that guy could be next to creating, cratering right right off the earth and you don't have a cross-promote partner so it's kind of dangerous right now i think the health of the the health of every shopping community oh, no. has got to rise up 10 or 15 percent to say we're stable we're here just like blue goose you know you could I cross think- promote with those guys and you'd never lose never why because he did something to bring people back they're not coming back oh yes they are that was you know
2: his what, though, rich i think that this the way we are now you try anything and if it doesn't work, you move on. Well, This is where we don't agree. Here, I think you you know, you, you run an event, you cross promote with somebody, you, add, you, you just do it. This isn't the time you sit back going, well, you know, when sales are 15% better, I think I'll. Oh, by that time, you can be closed again.
1: Yeah, don't put me in that box because that's never what I'd say. You never heard me say that. What I said Just was, did. no, I didn't say when sales are 15% up, we'll do something. That's ridiculous. Put a gun to my head. But the point that I'm making is this. People are weak right now. They don't know. They have to reinvent what they're doing. And if they pick a partner, you got to pick a partner that doesn't say my sales are off 15%. Hey, you know what? They really are. But I'm not telling the soul because I'm going to tell, tell the world, this is what I'm doing. And here's my plan. And that's what's got to happen. A retailer today has got to have that plan, my vision, and I'm going to drive him crazy in my front door.
2: It, it, yeah, there it's, it is. We, it Jason, we just, we just woke Kaiser up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. This is like he's, maybe we should sit him by the wind chimes more often. I think it's keeping him, well, like it's, so what you're saying is the retailers need to be thinking outside the box. They need to be doing more. Right, they just need to be doing more than what they were doing before. Um, more like it could, be as, it could be as simple as like Dunkin' Donuts bringing the fall flavors early, like that's exciting, right? It's energizing. I, and know, then I, Blockbuster, like the lone Blockbuster, I, I'm sure you guys have heard this like the lone Blockbuster that's, that's somehow still, I don't even know, there was one in yeah. Oregon. Um, turned itself into an airbnb and it decked itself out like 90s nostalgia and has all the videos that you go see and you could stay there overnight um i think it costs like four dollars a night or something to stay there that's just a cool idea
2: have you seen their tweet their their
0: yeah Yeah, i saw a tweet from
2: them yesterday what's happening or something (laughs) What's going on (laughs) are you guys still out there yeah yeah
0: (laughs) it was their first tweet in like five years oh really (laughs) yeah
2: That's
1: that's that's a cool idea. Same the a blockbuster. One of the greatest places to get information is Yelp. Because there's so much conversation on that entire channel. My God, if I was a retailer, I'd be reading everything I could possibly read on everybody. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that we're seeing, Rich, is like, well,
3: you know me. I normally don't come to like toot the Yelp horn, but I'm not going to lie. These past six months, we have been on it delivering new tools new features new resources to help business owners communicate and they're all free like the covid right. resources are so important right now are your staff members wearing masks are you guys doing social distancing in the store um are you sanitizing high traffic areas every hour like these are the things customers want to know and i think that's an interesting thing to talk about right like Let's just be honest. There's a subset of consumers that are not going to be in a retail store in 2021. They're just not. They're afraid. They don't know what that looks like. But there's still a huge chunk of people that are. And the ones that are, they want certain information. They want to know how to do this process. And here's the thing. Let's bring it back to social real quick. It's like content right now is king. Content was always king. You guys know I used to always say that. Content is king on your Yelp page, for example, the keywords you're putting in there to fill out your business description, help you show up in search results. The same thing is true on your website, right? Like information and content is king. But right now you have time, right? You're not opening and operating a busy store all day. Start writing blog posts about what you're an expert in. Start filming three minute videos about what you're gonna try this week as a local promotion get one of your employees to put on a mask and pretend to be a customer and show oh your customer God. how you do curbside pickup you know
2: we are we are on the exact because we're doing the same thing we're on the exact same wavelength and one of the things that we've talked about on here is the fact that you know uh, there are too many stores that think the pandemic is over so they're just going about their merry business now everything's fine they're not really checking masks and it's mandatory where we live they're not really checking masks. They're not cleansing the way they should be, and and customers will remember that. And if there is a if there is a, a, a backslide, and we have another big rush wave of the pandemic, they're going to remember that, and they're not going to come near you.
0: You know, this is an opportunity too. You know, not to. Op- I guess there there is opportunity out of the pandemic um, for certain um, businesses, but you know, back to school it's almost kind of taking on a different meaning right now. I mean, normally I would think back to school, isn't that like a huge driver of sales in the retail industry? And now back to school means, are you stocking up on your masks? What cleaning supplies do you have? What Because for colleges, if you're going to send your kid back to college, if they're going to live in a dorm, I'm sure there has to be some, I mean, there's a level of Uh, fear there? Like, what are you going to buy? How are you going to keep your kids safe? I mean, UNC closed today after going, uh, and now it was going completely virtual. So I don't even know if this is going to be a thing, but uh, maybe people are waiting on that. I don't even know if back to school sales have really happened yet.
3: Well, you know what? It's interesting, Jason. I think there's two things at play in what you mentioned. First, when we talk about the college stuff, I think we're seeing some really progressive things with how they are choosing to open and potentially operate. But here's the thing, across the country right now, if you get two cases in an establishment, you have to do a quarantine. It doesn't matter what state you're in, that's a rule now. So that's putting, whether you're being honest about it, that's putting certain things at risk. But I think the retailers that are doing something that's successful during back to school are thinking about what their customers back to school looks like right now.
2: Mm -hmm. Let's
3: say for example, you're in a school district where you know they're doing virtual. What can you do in your business to serve that need? Is it something unique for the kids to do at their recess Mm -hmm. time? Maybe you already are a big back to school vendor. Or maybe you're a wine store and you're doing mom survival <laughs> kits that are getting delivered to all, you know, the, the PTA moms and they're able to do their virtual board meeting or whatever. Figure but out how wine. to insert yourself into your customer's current life, you know? There's My an daughter, opportunity there.
2: Yeah. I have a five-year-old grandson and he's supposed to be um, starting kindergarten, but Kate has elected to homeschool him. And she's got a really good curriculum, but she's not a teacher. And part of that has to involve field trips. And there is such – and there's always been a big opportunity, but there really is a big opportunity now for retailers to figure something out to connect with um, homeschool parents. Rich, you're on camera, dude. We can see it.
0: Yeah, make my life easier. Rich just put on sunglasses for everyone because, That's, obviously, we're not got, watching this. We are listening no, to it. But
1: I've got – fire coming out of my eyes right now because you reminded oh, actually, me y- You are recording video too, so we'll use them both. Oh, I just okay. wanted to demonstrate that the glasses match the shirt. Okay. <laughs> I
0: don't you know what that
1: what? <laughs> My glasses. Do you see them? Maybe we should check the window Is that like a, the the like a drapes,
2: carpeting comment, Kaiser? God. No. no.
1: Why are you picking on me?
0: Well, on our last podcast, you did bring up glory hole or something, so.
1: <laughs> I, got my, I got myself a little bit, yeah, a lot of combo about that. Mm-hmm. And, well, and you know what I said, so I I verified that. I was no, stupid. we don't want you to say okay. it again. So, because you, you will come up with something new
2: this week that will be, please, horrifying.
1: That, I say what I think, so let me say it now. You were talking about, you know, and this is this is the this is why Yelp is cool, and this is why I said you get a lot of ideas. You you said you know okay, so we know that schools are not going to be opening. A lot of them are going to be you know virtual and all that stuff. You know, it seems to me if I was a good business person, the minute I heard somebody start saying, "Looks like our schools are going to go virtual," if I had a store. Eh, say, you know, a big store, everybody knows, you know, kind of my colors, you know, the blue and maybe yellow. And, and, and I could get together with all of my people in there. and I would have a meeting and say, if the schools go virtual, what does that mean to us from a merchandising? Oh, I'm getting excited now. A merchandising perspective. I think, think it's just ran
0: into his microphone.
1: <laughs> think it's true. What does yeah. it represent? And I would expect at least one of my brain trusts to say, you know, I think we better get a boatload of cameras that fit on the top of computers. Because if you go in the marketplace right now, kids are going, get, getting ready to go back to school, find a camera. It's not as easy as you think. And and my friends at Blue and Yellow have been out of them for like, I've been trying to buy some, more, probably five weeks, maybe six weeks. Now's the time. So what happened to the meeting when everybody said, this might be a virtual environment. Think about it for a second. And that's a nice sale. I got to tell you, if people are coming in and cleaning the shelves at that margin, at that price point, take that one to the bank. So I got a question for you, uh, Jason.
2: What do you think the number one business is that is rated
3: on Yelp?
0: The number one business rated on Yelp? Like yeah. which store itself, no, no, no. or the Number type one, of one, business? Which, which,
3: kind of vertical, which vertical? Which vertical gets more Which category?
2: Degree.
0: I don't know. Uh, like which which. Ver- which vertical is ranked like, like the most? Like
3: most people, what would kind assume of business? restaurant reviews, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, I would assume bars for Yelp, just for how I use Yelp, bars or restaurants. I mean, I haven't used it for bars, to be quite frankly, <laughs> right. since my daughter was born, but I... hey. <laughs> well, so you,
3: you would be incorrect. Was it's it like retail? And for us, retail is categorized at, like, as, um, Basically anyone that is selling something that isn't food, right? Not food. Yeah. Not food related retail. So Did
0: Yelp start that way though? Didn't Yelp start with food based reviews and then it turned into more like
3: It's actually funny. So the idea came, the idea originated because our CEO was thinking, wouldn't it be awesome to have review sites for doctors? Like Hmm. Before you you know decided where to go, if it was in network, you'd want to know if they were actually a good doctor instead of just like a list of who your insurance covers. but people only go to the doctor ever so often they eat you know three times a day, so it very quickly was used by people <laughs> to write reviews and recommend restaurants but mm-hmm. retail as a like head category is our most reviewed rich in Georgian liked that fact because that's what we used to always say at ASD. Yeah. We'd be like, you know, tricking everyone;
1: they would think it's restaurants. <laughs> restaurants. And then it would be like, restaurants. No. All we I always, we always use... go. What's the number one thing on, you know? Yeah. No one would get it right. Rich with my... a big foam finger. Yeah. No.
0: My my use of Yelp is to write elaborate, funny reviews of uh, restaurants.
3: That's good. Yes. That's a definite subset of our user base for sure. Yes. Like.
0: The funnier the better.
3: People, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but there are a lot of people who like other users follow them and follow their reviews and want to see like what restaurants they recommend and they like reading their style of reviewing, you know.
1: There you go, Jason.
0: Restaurant, Yelp restaurant tour.
1: A Yelp influence influencer. Yeah. For foods for food service.
0: How much could you make yeah. as a Yelp uh food? If if
1: we get a million followers, you're going to sell a lot to the restaurants. Hey,
0: Emily, are you guys looking for a Yelp uh, influencer?
3: (laughs) Well, we have our elite program, which basically is just like our power users. You know, they get fun, cool things like, um, you know, free parties and first insights to local businesses, stuff like that. Now it's all virtual, which has been really interesting because... That's a cool thing, you know, business owners being able to learn a little bit how they can do a virtual event to meet consumers and we kind of help with that process and then hopefully they grow and flourish and do more of them on their own, you know. We're doing a virtual um, floral design class in the, on the Milwaukee handle this week, which will be pretty cool. Everyone oh, got little boxes delivered to their house and then they get to make the designs together. <laughs>
2: they got the the, that sounds like tim collins trade show so they got the box of goods sent to each person's house and then they're
3: they're yeah so the local business put together all the flower boxes so she's making you know some money on those floral boxes right and then everyone's virtual together and she teaches them how to design the arrangement craft retailers
2: are you listening to that
1: there it is hey they're not coming to the store what can we do Right, mm-hmm. Bingo. virtual event, virtual See, you know, events. Just Think
0: it through. I was born 15%. for these virtual events. These, this is the way, man. I and Georgian and Rich know, you know, I, I'm not the guy I hate like hugging people I don't know or like shaking hands. That's like, I'm so glad that's not going to be a thing anymore. Like, I'm, I'm actually excited so about this because I don't know, I'd much rather just log in, you got, like
2: the like, rubber hand, you know. <laughs>
3: I make them hug me.
2: Virtual events are way us,
0: better.
3: The three of us are always gonna miss being able to do high kicks on stage for the next, you know, <laughs> or we would have months, but then we, we'll be back. We would have dance and, parties and wait
1: till we're wait till we're together. Well, we have some stories to tell. Rich, right? Rich oh, and
3: yeah.
2: I would, Rich and I would get bored, and and Lord knows what we would come
3: up with. It was was a good time though. You know, so many great ideas were birthed at that conference. You got to, sometimes you got to be in the mojo with other people, you know, you know, uh, you were talking about a little bit about how different businesses
2: come together to do things. We've always talked about doing a podcast. Jason had always talked about us doing a podcast. We don't know how to do a podcast. Jason does. He's got a background in TV. So he also was a brilliant marketer. So we thought, we uh, let's put this together. Could have done it by ourselves, but it's way more fun having him.
0: We just wanted to get oh, together no. every week and this is like a great excuse to do it, so.
1: Talk about <laughs> yeah, but, but now, Jason, now, Georgiana and I are hearing from people that are watching this and they're going, man, I love it because it's not all education. You're making me laugh. I'm having yeah. fun. It's It's a great break. And you know what, I think it's really important. And I, you know what I'd love to do sometime? I mean, just, just as a thought, this group right here, this group to say, okay, take three retailers, just three retailers and have them send in comments about, you know what I really hate and I really can never solve this and da 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 and throw it all on the table and then have all of us just coagulate into that, you know, muck and mire and then come up with solutions and answers. Because I, I would flat guarantee you that we would probably come up with ideas like put the flowers in the box, send them out, and you do it all over the net. And I mean, and the that flowers is flowers in the box. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that lady that she was talking about. <laughs> At least there wasn't lotion in a basket. Okay?
2: She <laughs> puts them. All right, so I know that we you know we have we have Yelp on here. I don't know. The,
1: I don't get it? Okay,
2: I was saying we put have, the we, have in. we have Yelp Emily from Yelp on here and I, and I, and we're going to have to address this because I know we're going to get comments about it. Oh, the, the people who, yes, you, I need you to address this. So the people who, when we say, do your Yelp business page, go to their website, sign up, fill it all out, do the whole thing. And they come back and go, I don't want to, because they try to sell me stuff, which is not generally what we've seen happen, but I'm, I'm sure it happens some places. How do, how do we address that? So they yeah. understand that you're on our side. You're on the retailer's side.
0: Wait, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I don't weird. understand the question before you answer it, Emily. So, so retailers are upset because they're on Yelp, and Yelp is trying to sell them products. Is that what? Yeah, I, saying? Think what,
3: I think what I think what happens that. is a lot of business owners they think that they. Yeah. They're going to get phone calls from Yelp sales rep after they set up their free page, right? Of course, they're We're not to America.
0: Exactly. It's a capitalist and society.
3: There's, here's the thing, okay? One, if you're not interested in talking to an ad specialist, just tell them you want to be placed on the do not call list. We take that very seriously. But in all reality, why wouldn't you take the opportunity to talk to one of these specialists on the phone, right. okay? And here's my advice when you're going to talk to one of them. They're gonna ask you a few questions, but the real thing they wanna know is, have you done any sort of advertising in your life for this business before? Anything, free, paid, whatever. Two, do you have a goal that you're trying to reach? Is it a certain number of customers? Is it the sale of a new product that you just started carrying? What is this goal? And then do you have a budget to achieve said goal, okay? All of the products on our site that are paid are really easy to understand products. They're cost per click ads, which are exactly what you're going to be doing on Google or Facebook or anything like that. Promoting your business when people are looking for what you do and you're being charged when they select Mm -hmm. you. But the other things are features or enhancements to how your Yelp page looks. Bottom line, there are so many free tools and those all include putting all your categories, your hours, a link to your website, your about the business. Like all of those things are free to do. So to not take advantage of that and the large SEO value that has is just a loss period. And no one should be doing that. Similar to how you should all have an Instagram and your about section on your Instagram should have your hours and your website. Like That's a given, you know, that's a free way to let people know you exist in a place where search traffic is happening that you don't need to worry about. And if people can be reviewing you
2: on Yelp and you haven't set up your business page, you're not doing yourself any favors. You know, exactly. Exactly. Nothing drives me
0: crazier than when I'm trying to find a business and they're not on Yelp. And I mean that like I've,
1: well, my
0: father's been sick. And we're trying to find like um, long-term care facilities. Like, And Mm -hmm. and it's so hard to find reviews on long-term care facilities because one could be I had the best experience and my mother lived 10 more years and had a great rest of her life. And the other is like my parents sat in urine-soaked chair for, you know, 10 hours and no one did anything and it's all at the same place. So if I can't find solid reviews and I can't and you're not listing your club. I'm not even looking at you. You're not even an option. And that's for any business. I feel like. Well,
3: here's the thing, if you don't believe that your industry is on Yelp, just do a Google search for what you do. Like literally, Mm -hmm. whatever you do, I guarantee Yelp is one of the first three natural results, no matter what industry you're in. You you,
1: You know how I respond to people that say that about you guys? I always say this to them. Hey, you know what? If I knew something that would help your business, if it would make you more money, or if it your save you money, if I knew something, would you want me to I'm tell telling. you about or not? <laughs> yeah. Now, only an idiot would say, no, I don't want to know. I think people just don't understand.
2: Well, and they haven't what? dug deep.
1: Yeah. I, I, I they think just said, it.
2: I don't want to buy it. Or, or if they got a bad review and somebody won't take it down. You know what? If somebody gave you a bad review, it's because you did something that wasn't yeah. up Just
1: to their Just respond part. to
2: it.
0: Respond to it with why, you know, maybe it happened or apologize or something. I love when I read... Um, a company that maybe got a bad review if they respond to reviews if a company is responding to reviews i'm way more inclined to shop something from them or use them or
3: just think about Mm. how we all act as consumers like this is the age-old example i always use when i was a kid my mom always got our snow gear from land's end because if something happened they would just replace it right like no questions asked best customer service ever she spent so much additional money with them because of that and as a small business owner that's why a lot of you got into business right right? to provide this exemplary experience and if you're not able to understand that a negative online review is a cry for help and an opportunity, that's a big marketing miss. And that's a free marketing Um, miss, you know, and also you two know this because you know my spiel at the expos, but if you're afraid of getting on a review site, because you're worried about a negative review, you're just really like shooting yourself in the foot on Yelp. For example, nearly 80% of our reviews are positive and there's more five star reviews than one, two and three star reviews combined. So most people, are recommending incredible experiences they had. This vast minority is really complaining and whining about everything. But to your point, oftentimes a negative review is a missed expectation, right? And sometimes who you are as a business isn't what they were expecting. That's okay, right? But sometimes you just miss the mark. You're human. So I think there's a variety of of categories there. But you're absolutely right, Jason. Responding is the best thing to do. And
0: don't half-ass the profile. You know, put photos, for God's sake. Do the things that are so easy and free, like you said. Like, complete it. Make yourself look like a legit business because you are. If you're in business, you need to be legit.
2: I read something recently about Facebook reviews And they said that if you have five stars all the way across, it's not good because people don't believe that, but they believe you to be a good business if you're at like 4.5 around there. But if you're- There's been a lot of studies
3: done about that, for sure. That's like human behavior, right? Like these people, especially if we're talking about quantity, like more people would love to see a hundred plus reviews and a four-star business than three reviews, five stars. Or to be honest, that whole point about like having a lot of five-star reviews and no negatives on our platform, you're not gonna see that as much because our software works against people generating a lot of reviews for themselves or, you know, trying to bring down competition with a lot of negatives. But on Google, for example, it's pretty easy to get like a negative review removed as a business owner. And it's also pretty easy to contribute whatever reviews you want. So someone who has a lot of time on their hands can write themselves a ton of five-star reviews. And I think consumers know that there's gotta be some misses. If you're doing enough wrong, wrong, right? You've gotta... If you're doing enough volume, if you're seeing enough customers, you're probably going to have a time where expectations were missed. And how you handle that is so much more important than what originally took place.
1: That's the response. That's the response. It just makes you sore. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. You know, stores could have called and said, Hey, you know what? We, we don't know exactly how to use the And we know that we've heard it's really, you know, could be very productive for our company so that, we do a subject matter sometime on that maybe you know what I, maybe. yeah i mean I it's just, like I a, think it's a, so a podcast
3: column response
2: Come back, and it's yeah yeah all right before we wrap this up i want to ask each one of you and we'll go around one at a time what have you seen in stores lately preferably brick and mortar but maybe online what have you seen lately that has gotten you excited about shopping again?
3: No, first?
2: Yeah.
3: So I'll plug the store because they're a very cool store if you want to look up for inspiration. Their name is Mod Gen M O D space G E N. Know them. So, so modern, modern general store is kind of yep. their their shtick, right? Yeah, but they're located in the Third Ward and they have- Which you guys, the
2: Third Ward in Milwaukee is these old historic buildings that are now restaurants and shops and it's the coolest place ever. Okay, go ahead.
3: Yeah, so they have a huge plant um, to their business. That's a huge element, plants, pots, they'll pot things for you, et cetera. And I, when I moved into this new apartment, knew that I wanted two new houseplants. I knew that was who I wanted to spend my money with, but I had no clue what was going on during COVID. So at first I just stopped at the store and wanted to see if I could come in. And on the front glass of their business, they had all these really cool graphic posters that explained they were doing limited people in the store, five max, you have to wear a mask, et cetera, et cetera. right? I didn't have time that day to wait for the process of like people in and out, but they also had this poster that said, we're doing virtual appointments, schedule online. I walk back to my car, schedule my appointment for the next morning. I have no idea what a virtual appointment is. Like, I don't know what that means. I get an email before my appointment. It tells me I'm gonna log into a Zoom call and that I can, you know, move myself around and they'll move themselves around and see what I need. So I'd walk this employee around my house on my laptop. I show them these areas I want, these new plants. She recommends some pots to me. She's showing me all these different plants. And within 15 minutes, I had my stuff ordered. I told them what I wanted. They potted everything. I went downtown about an hour later. They had my package. It was right inside the door. I showed my ID through the window. They put it outside the door. We did a contactless grab. And I couldn't have been happier. Honestly, it was so much easier than when I've tried to go in there in person. The whole experience just changed my concept of shopping for these plants. And I spent way more money than I would have. So I'm excited to go back. Exactly. I'm excited to be able to go back in stores and you know, tweedle around at what they have. But to be honest, I really liked that experience and I hope they keep that. I hope I can still do that even when I can go in the store. If I want to show one of the employees a corner of my house and get their opinion on the best pot, I mean, it was just so much easier for me. And so I love these things I'm seeing. I love the way these retailers are adapting. And I love the way they're getting me excited to spend money with them, even though I'm not there in person.
2: Exactly. Jason.
0: Okay. So I haven't been going to stores, but not mo- mostly because of all the stuff that's going on personally with me um, and my family. But um, I saw the LL Bean. So we were talking about like collaborations and things like that. So LL Bean collaborating is collaborating right now with MasterCard and Taking into account the fact that, you know, outdoors, the big push for outdoors, doing things outdoors, outdoors is safe outdoors, you know, they can really, um, you can do more um, and feel a little bit better about doing things. So they're collaborating with MasterCard and they're offering outdoor discovery programs. And it's basically, it's they're trying it out in Connecticut, Illinois, Maine, Massachusetts, New York, and Pennsylvania. Um, and basically, they're trying to help their students of the program learn skills like kayaking, paddleboarding, things like that. So they're taking them out. They're doing these programs through their local store. Everything is social distance because naturally, like paddleboarding, things like that, kayaking, you're right. sitting far apart anyway. Um, so I thought that was a really cool way to do something that's not necessarily just buying the product off the shelf.
2: Yeah, I like that.
1: Rich, have you seen anything? No, I wanna hear what yours is. Mine? Yeah, you know, by the way, you know that picture behind you, it almost looks like you have a ribbon bouquet on the top of your head. I do. Okay.
0: Wait. What is the picture? You gotta describe it for those who are listening.
1: Uh, I don't know what it is. It's an
2: Italian poster.
0: It looks like a a, a rogue clown who's it's drinking a bottle Italian,
2: of vino superiore. Caf- I can't say it. It's uh for Spamante. Gran Spamante. and he's a he's a kind of a harlequin clown.
1: Oh yeah.
2: And there's a big bottle of champagne behind him. He's drinking. And it's giant. It's like uh, I know. It's
1: really cool. I see it every time I go it's over like to your house.
2: Five and of a half feet Yeah. <laughs> I'm going right. to replace them someday. As soon as I get my, I have a, a King Kong poster that Rich bought me a hundred years ago. And it's almost seven feet tall. And I have to, it's the old. Um, it's an original. Kong. Yeah. Well, it's not an original. It's an original. I an original spent some money. would have been like $30,000, dude. It's about, it's what, a, I That's it's about what I spent. It's about what Right. It's Kong hanging onto the onto the uh, Empire girl. State oh. Building swatting. Oh. It's yeah, really the little girl.
1: Has a blonde in his hand? A little girl. Uh, yeah, a young a, blonde. <laughs> a blonde. A <laughs> blonde.
2: Yeah, blonde hair.
0: We're actually recording in on suffragist. Uh, the the Kaiser. On... What?
2: Just you need to start drinking early in the day. <laughs> the little the little girl. So what is your retail story? What are they doing? He wants to hear
0: yours. He you wanted <laughs> to hear what yours.
2: Harley Davidson. That's making you happy.
1: Actually, it was. I went to my Harley-Davidson dealership three days ago Yeah, and they put me on another bike, a brand new bike that they said looked like me, talked like me and made me look good. And so I sat on it, took it for a ride, came back (coughs) and I thought, well, that's all Harley, you know, that's all they ever do. It's not what they did. They put a huge, you know, wardrobe mirror on wheels. They slid it in front of the bike and they said, now look how good you look on that bike.
2: Well, all you got to do I is tell you, all you got to do is tell you, you look good on something and you're buying so I bought it. I
1: bought it. brought it home. Now my wife has left me. <laughs> she's gone. He's hanging up more wind charms. Um, to be honest with you, I got to tell you, everybody's going to say, oh God, there's never a statue for a critic. But the thing that I've been most amazed about is inventory levels and stores not being where they should be. Stores being out of stock. We on a, we're, on our, we're on the good buzz. We're talking, on, we're on, talking good yeah, things. I, good I'm things. just saying, on a, on a time that we know that expectations are higher from customers because they're excited.
2: Well, what's happening since you, since you tackled that before I tell my story? That's it. Um, I was talking to someone the other day at a store called At Home. You familiar with those? Yeah. It's a big. Um, everything for your home warehouse and they were loaded with merchandise and i asked them how they were doing and they said the guy the manager said his sales were going crazy now over at home goods across the street they're getting in shipments and as soon as they get in merchandise to fill the floor people are coming in and buying it right out of stock so you know i've been looking for stuff for my house i if i want to find something i got to go every day so they're also training customers um, that's probably not their plan, but that's what's happening. Okay, so here's mine. So there's a little clothing store in downtown St. Charles. There's also one in Wheaton called Jeans and a Cute Top Chop. Love them. Yeah, and the owner, every day that she can, she brings racks outside of the store, and she puts merchandise on it. Some of it's new merchandise, some of it's merchandise on sale, so that customers who don't want to go in the store can shop can shop that way. But for Mother's Day and for subsequent holidays, what she's doing is she's putting together something like a, a subscription box, but it's not. It's a beautiful box layered in tissue paper. She has four different things. And then you go in, so say for the Mother's Day box, you picked a mask, you picked a t-shirt, you picked a body cream or a hand lotion, and you picked a candle. And that all went in the box. You didn't have to think about it. She wrapped it, handed it to you, you left. So she was. Not, she's not only getting me to buy one thing, she's getting me to buy more than one thing upping the average sale and people feel really good because that was so easy. So you're, you're right, Emily. People are doing cool things for new revenue streams and they're doing cool things that, cool things that they maybe hadn't thought of doing before because they were too busy doing other stuff. So Jason, I think with that, you can bring it home.
0: Time to wrap up. All right. So, on the uh, thank you again, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Emily, for being on the podcast today. This was really great. Thank you. It was really nice having you. Great. Great. And, um,
3: You're the best,
0: <laughs> Emily.
3: Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm glad yeah. we could catch up.
0: Hope you, know, you had, we're, fun. We're, we had fun.
3: We had fun. You don't know
2: this, but, um, about four or five years ago, um, two of our friends from the UK, had a fake wedding in Las Vegas before their actual wedding because they wanted all of us to be able to attend it. With
1: Elvis, so
2: Rich gave away the bride. Emily and I are bridesmaids, and the groom dresses Elvis, and the and the bride dresses Marilyn Monroe. And it was probably the best time I've ever had in Las Vegas in my life. It was awesome. Like the ugliest necklace I've ever seen in my life because Nicole went on the sales floor to find the ugliest necklaces. Of- possible with a good night so there you go jason a little
0: trivia i thought what's what happens in vegas is supposed to stay in vegas well not with us okay (laughs) well all right well on on that note (laughs) i thought we were leaving on a better note before but (laughs) we'll throw that in all right on the next episode i'm throwing it out there i want to talk about um mobile pay i really really want to talk about mobile pay and maybe we could also touch on airport retail because that's fun and i'm so curious as to what's going on with airports they're making
1: huge changes yes all
0: right so we're gonna write that down all right thanks everyone for joining us on yet again another episode of retail adventures podcast with kaiser bender and Baum. you can find more information about us at uh retail adventures or kaiser and bender and emily i believe your website is yelp.com is that correct
3: (laughs) that is for business owners who want to either claim or add their business they can go to biz.yelp.com biz.yelp.com
0: you've probably heard of them and you should have and you should be there like we were saying all right thanks everyone for joining us we will catch you again next week stay well
3: bye